Hello, it's Dave here. You're listening to The Cinema. I'm not with my wife, Kathy, today. I'm with my co-host on The Wire Stripped podcast, Kobe Amanaka. Hi, guys. How's it going? How are you? I'm very good. Just come back from Hawaii. I'm jet-lagged. I went to bed last night at 9am, had three hours sleep, and I've not slept since, so... I could, I could fall asleep <laughs> during Black Panther. I mean, and I have a, a five-month-old baby, yeah, so, so it could be the two of us together. could be asleep. This could be quite an interesting review on the other side. <laughs> we'll have to just get someone who was sitting next to us to come on yeah, the podcast. To, to with join us. us. Yeah. Sorry, do you mind just telling us what you thought of the movie? Um, Kathy really wanted to be here, despite the fact that every time she sees a Marvel movie, she says that she hates Marvel movies. <laughs> but she does want to see this movie. And she is going to go see this movie. We just couldn't line up our schedules. Ah. So by the time you're listening to this, Kathy will also have seen it. So you can tweet her for her opinion, if you like, Fantastic. At, at the Cinemile or at Kathy Cullen. Uh, so, Kobe, I mean, you're a black man. Yep. Um, you noticed? I did. I couldn't <laughs> help but notice. Um, how do you feel about you know the cultural significance of this? Uh, well, so I um, was also born in Nigeria. I came to England, I think I was about two years old. Uh, so I do have more than a small affinity to my African heritage of being born there. So it's, it's, it's really interesting how uh, Black Panther's been portrayed. Um, with every new superhero movie, you're kind of scared as to the new people that are going to come into it and whether they're going to mess things up basically we, <laughs> yeah. we saw Black Panther in Civil War and he was ace and he was got me ex- very cool yeah it's made me excited for this film um, and culturally it's it's amazing generally the you know 90% black cast uh, kind of similar to what The Wire has done you know call back to a, another podcast we, we go, did go listen to our <laughs> podcast at The Wire Strip um, but ultimately you just I just wanted to be an ace movie and it's great that this now comes to a stage where this can happen um, and Marvel are just brilliant um, and I'm looking forward to when they do Captain Marvel where it's a female led um, super superhero movie for a start yes and um, we, I've seen the success of Wonder Woman yeah. and, and also this movie Black Panther has been crazy successful yeah. so far I mean it's Monday when we're recording this it's had it's opening weekend in the US and it's the fifth highest opening weekend in the US of all time yeah um, and I think the biggest pre-summer. So it just goes. I think it goes to show more than race and more than feminism, in that people want to see different films made by different people for starring different people. It's getting to that stage now where we just make films that are good, and it doesn't really matter who directly they're appealing to. If they're good films, then everyone would want to go and go and see them. Yeah, and if it's a good film that isn't a white guy, yeah, then it's even more interesting. Well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, white guys have had our time. Um, <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to step aside, white guys. Um, the, there's been an interesting sort of cultural response to this in the States. You saw a lot, um, there was um, a lot of... Um, there was like a campaign to fund um, uh, for um, some black communities to go see this movie. Yep. For sort of inspirational for kids, which I thought was nice. Um, I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I kind of sidestepped the, the black thing before, but I think... As, as a kid growing up like in the 80s and stuff like that for me there was always you know Bill Cosby like Will Smith there were people in prominent positions who were like oh well, okay we can be there that's not a problem so this being the first time that a majority of black cast black minority ethnic black and minority ethnic cast are on big screen and director and director uh, we'll talk, we need to talk about Ryan Coogler in a second because the guy's fucking obviously... Creed was yeah, amazing. Creed and Fruitvale Station. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't. Um, 
but kids need to see that there are there there are opportunities out there for them if they want to do that and hopefully you know Barack Obama maybe should have given them that kind of inspiration I'm, I'm sure they feel they can do more than they thought before but this should really give those kids a really a really good kick up the ass and say yeah we can be on front of stage and screen if we want to be and I think that's really inspiring well it's and it's interesting you say that I was talking to some of my work colleagues today about it who had seen it yeah and one woman who I work with is, is a black woman uh, shout out to Pilar uh, she said to me I was just so happy um, to be what to be watching a movie with black characters where not a single one was a drug dealer or a slave yeah yeah uh, which is interesting and I think that's it, it, uh, I guess often the cliche um, it's a, it's a natural stance it's like default stance it can be default stance for um, a lot of films in Hollywood in yeah. particular yeah where, where you know they're they're playing to the masses and that's what they think that that's I guess for decades that's who they thought their audience were absolutely but the fact that this movie has been so successful and Wonder Woman for instance shows yeah hang on we can make movies uh, that aren't for uh, um, based on suburban yeah straight white men yeah exactly um, I mean look at things like Call Me By Your Name this year and Moonlight last year in terms of um, homosexual uh, cinema yeah these are films that people are loving and there just needs to be more of these types of films and that wouldn't have been made 20 years ago no they couldn't have very very difficult although there was that My Beautiful Laundrette with Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, a chap who I can't remember who was possibly Pakistani or Indian should check that <laughs> but that was that was a, a gay um, drama based in the UK um, and that was really quite grand, brand right. breaking, groundbreaking at the time uh, Daniel Day-Lewis always ahead of his time he is yeah, is there exactly. anyone he hasn't played <laughs> he hasn't played Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Oh, we should. Well, I think if, if people were. If, if <laughs> had been cast as Black Panther, we would not be. Ha- we would be having a very different it would conversation. Be, yes, it would be. There would be outrage. There would be protests. <laughs> Even for Daniel Dale, he's probably the only person that could get away with blackface because he <laughs> would really get. Because he's so lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, this, we've definitely uh, got off on some weird tangents yeah. here, but I'm enjoying but it. But yeah, we're looking. Are you looking forward to watching this? I'm really looking forward. To it. I mean, yeah. you and me are big Marvel nerds. Yeah, I can't. Uh, have you seen the trailer for this? No, I've avoided yeah. everything. I saw. I did see the very first like teasery trailer. Sure. Which didn't really. I just had sort of you know flashy images, and, and that's think, kind of enough for me. I think like you're like me, where if you know you're going to see the film, I don't need to see the trailer because it'll just ruin everything. So I've seen exactly. maybe a flash here and there. I run. That's fine. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. We. Don't, I don't even know the like the plot of this. No. Anything. No. I don't. I know Michael uh, B. Jordan's in it. Who is? Um, Where great. Wallace at? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace String? <laughs> um, so Michael B. Jordan going back to Ryan Coogler. So he was in Fruitvale Station, directed by Ryan Coogler. He was. It was front and center in Krieg, directed by Ryan Coogler. So yeah. Michael B. Jordan's been brought back into work with Ryan Coogler. So this is again. This is going back to how Marvel are awesome and picking out these directors who have potential um, so Fruitvale Station is an independent film and then he went to do Creed which is no one expected it to be good but it was is my favourite Rocky film I think Rocky based film uh, uh, same I think or, I mean it's, I, it's, it's, it's probably one of, it's one of the best ones I mean yeah. Rocky 4 is my favourite I just can't <laughs> get enough Ivan Drago yeah <laughs> so it's got the, so many montages <laughs> you need anyway. a montage <laughs> Um, um, we better head in and we're yeah, going to be late this. for it. Uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, catch later. The world is changing. Soon there will only be the conquered. 
spot like you are a good man. Step into the spot like it's a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be a king. All right, we're back. We've just seen Black Panther at the IMAX. And I have to, uh, full disclosure, I did have a few micro naps. So <laughs> you, you may did. have to fill me in on a few, <laughs> on a few sections. I don't think I missed too much, though. No, just a, a big 45-minute chunk in the middle. Oh, uh, damn no, it. no, you didn't. You were, you were out for a snoring managed to uh, out-decibel the IMAX here. I, I did notice you sort of leaning forward a few times <laughs> to try and, try and stay awake. And splashing water on myself. <laughs> um... <laughs> What, uh, well, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know what, uh, what Black Panther is about, we can give you a, a very brief synopsis. We won't spoil anything yet. Um, but it's, uh, it's about uh, Black Panther. Yep. Yeah. Who <laughs> we first see in Civil War, as we probably discussed before going into the film. Yes. Uh, played by Chadwick Boseman. He's yep. the king of a fictional African country called uh, Wakanda. Wakanda, yeah. And they are t- t- like super technologically advanced. Yeah. Uh, an asteroid hit hit uh, the the country before humans even existed, and uh, this fictional vibranium stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it kind of like unobtainium from Avatar. Um, well, so, um, uh, so you know, where vibranium vibranium is what uh, Steve Rogers' shield is made out of. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, he, he, you know, his dad died in civil war. Spoilers for that. Are we allowed to? <laughs> too late. Um, yeah, I think, I think so. I think the statute of limitations is up on that. Uh, he's the king, and uh, blah, blah blah. I won't say anymore. Anyway, I thought the film was great. Go see it. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, and I that's thought. been the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Um, what, what did I think? I thought it was great, but I think. <laughs> what did you think, Kobe? You sometimes when things are hyped up so much. It just didn't live up to the mega hype, I yeah, think. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I thought it was great, and it's really good. It, it, it didn't go into massive world destruction stuff, which the other, which a lot of the other superhero films have done, and, but still was super impressive in everything that it did. And some of the best scenes were when there's two people fighting without any capes, without any um, special effects, really. Yeah. It was just like... just just. Two, two dudes with their shirts off having yeah, a, yeah exactly having a right old tussle man nipples <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's interesting you mentioned the hype because I think th- I think that um, this this movie can end up falling victim to overhyping uh, for some people and mm. I know uh, I spoke to a couple of people at work today who felt that they thought it was just just good but they thought it was going to be great yeah uh, because the problem and that's the problem with this rotten tomato system where you've got you know, it's already on track to be the highest-rated superhero movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at ninety-seven percent or mm. something, and so that then you're like, oh my god, this is only three percent short of being the perfect film. Yeah, where, yeah. When in fact, the, because the Rotten Tomatoes uh, scoring system is binary, uh, it's either fresh or it's rotten, and it, it could mean that just ninety-seven percent of critics said, hey, it's pretty it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, <laughs> And you know what? But that said, I I went in with my expectations sort of uh, metered a bit, were they? A little yeah. bit metered because yeah. of that, maybe. And I had a right blast. I thought this was so great. I just had a grin on my face for loads of this movie. I think that's the thing as well because I, I one thing I've become accustomed to with with uh, Marvel films is joke after joke after joke. Um, Thor Ragnarok was co- an out and out comedy, 
Yeah, a bit too much of a comedy. Too, probably, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with you with that. Too much of a comedy. And the other ones have been... I think this was lower on the on the, on the the gags, on the gag front, than the previous ones. Agreed. A uh, bit more serious, but there were some characters like um, T'Challa's sister. Um, she was outstanding. She was, she was great. I mean, one, thing, one thing that's not been talked about much is, okay, they've got a uh, black and ethnic minority cast in here, but half the cast, half the main cast are female and they yes. kick ass so much Michonne yeah. from The Walking Dead yeah. I forget the actress's name is awesome it's in brilliant. this brilliant uh, Lupita Nyong'o so good um, uh, and, and, and yeah all the action scenes involve like just women kicking ass yes a lot of exactly um, and so much so so much to be taken away from this so carrying on from the standard that Wonder Woman set uh, and just making a kick ass film ignore Justice League because that took Wonder Woman a few steps back but <laughs> I still haven't seen it <laughs> yeah don't worry about yeah. it um, so there's so many things to take away from this film that I think are super important and really just impressive and it just shows that you don't have to have a city coming up in the sky and then being obliterated for people to care about yeah. or think that this is a really cool film or you know superhero films have to be done that way or a big blue light there's always a big blue light big blue light there's a, or a, an alien invasion <laughs> I, I feel like if you know in a few months from now when civil war or not civil war when infinity war comes, comes out. out I think we might have uh, d- different feelings uh, to what you're describing if it's just sometimes when the scale gets too big yeah uh, you lose you lose any sense of conflict and tension whereas this movie um, sets up the stakes really well and yep. like you said they, they're technically kind of low it's just uh, it, well it's arguably, so much more personal it's very personal mm. you know this is very much uh, it's about monarchy and families and royalty with a little bit of James Bond in the middle <laughs> what going to casino uh, yeah there, there was a whole <laughs> casino section which I thought was very James Bond yeah well, I think the, the really cool thing about uh, his sister is she's effectively cute yeah, well. yeah totally super smart super sassy and she just she's on it 100% so it's probably the biggest takeaway from this from this film I don't I don't know the actress much beforehand apart from uh, I believe she's in an episode of Black Mirror which Uh, I haven't seen yet yes so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge much I'm sure it's her in the final episode of the latest season of Black Mirror Um, I just IMDb'd her it it is on her CV Black Mirror and Uh, another Black Mirror uh, alum um, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya yeah. yeah Uh, from Get Out who, yes. who was great like kind of a supporting role here but yeah. like a, str- a, str- a strong one like he's uh, he's oh yeah we'll save it for spoilers I didn't, I didn't realise he was in it actually there's just so many the cast is packed I think one problem I actually had was because when you have a personal film like this if you're looking at stuff like Ant-Man or the first or like the first Iron Man there's not that many characters so I found it quite difficult actually to follow what was going on and who was who and who was doing what to who and why they were pissed off about stuff. Is that because you were asleep for large yeah, sections? Yeah, for large sections. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas Ant-Man had like four main players. You could understand what their beefs were between each other. But here you've got ten or so people. And these people, Angela Bassett, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Horace Whitaker, Whitaker is in this. I didn't Daniel know Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's lots of stuff going on here. And there's like, you know, you've different tribes. Yeah, the, exactly. I will say to the movie's credit, uh, it introduces you to this this whole world, this whole like fictional country uh, that's like hidden with camouflage. Yeah. All this stuff it it overloads you with. Uh, it has a lot of exposition to deliver, it but it never feels heavy. Uh, hev- yeah, heavy yeah. hand exactly. And uh, it's v- it's it's very cleverly um, 
introduces you to their 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 customs and their rituals yep. and then you kind of see those things repeated and threaded throughout Back the movie it, yeah, so that when, when it comes to sort of crucial parts in the second and third act you're like oh yeah I get it I, oh, it's the, it's, oh it's that ritual yeah I get yep. it um, so like just just good screenwriting um, and, and the action scenes were just some of them were just like oh amazing <laughs> anyway I, I reckon we'll go to spoiler street because I want to let's go to spoiler street yes let's I said street, you know, we're not, uh, uh, just to paint the yeah. picture here, we're just walking around. Doing laps of the IMAX. IMAX. Yeah. I don't know what, roundabouts, IMAX roundabout in Waterloo, I It guess. does fit, it is, it is kind of a roundabout, I mean, it's surrounded by roads, <laughs> uh, with a giant screen in the middle. So uh, we're now on spoilers for, for Black Panther. Yes. Um, let's talk about that. I thought that car chase uh, immediately after that casino bit. In Korea. In Korea, oh, that's my favourite scene. I was just like jaw on the floor. So what we have here is it's a classic kind of setup with Q. It, it, imagine a James Bond, uh, Q. James Bond goes to see Q, gets some new gadgets, standard thing, and you know that James Bond is going to play out with them. He's going to play with them later on. Yeah, and that's what happens here. He gets a new suit. Exactly, it's Chekhov's gun. You yeah, see, exactly. Uh, everything you see, is <laughs> gonna, gonna, you're going to see play later. Out. Fantastic, yeah. um, but. Because they're so advanced in Wakanda, his sister can play part of the role of the of the of the secret agents while she's out there, and her, she's driving this remote car. I loved all that. It's stuff. brilliant. So it's good. So well done. And things like um, was it Michonne who threw the spear through the car? Oh my god! That that whole thing where she yeah she just sort of casually leans out. First of all, great gag. <laughs> when uh, the, the, the bad guys are just like firing bullets non-stop yeah. and we've seen this in every car chase like car <laughs> like out the window like duh, 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 and then just cuts to the two of them sitting in this bulletproof car just looking totally yeah. nonchalant yeah, right. great gag checking the fingernails <laughs> so good and uh, yeah she leans out and just throws this spear completely flips the thing over yeah. and there's a lot of like people riding on cars yeah it looks um, it looks, it looks amazing oh. like Black Panther on top of the car riding through Korea it's just such a great sight it's badass and yeah. I love his pose yes do you know like, Proper like, the, like. The, the one leg out I'm doing it here I know there's a podcast <laughs> but uh, try and picture me in the Black Panther pose there is if you go to Pitchow Central there is a full size mock up of uh, Black Panther oh Maybe is there? Should, yeah there, there is oh, Mike, uh, oh, we, we were going to go to Pitchow Central we were, but it's sold out because this movie's popular exactly on a Monday night it's sold out um, um, what else uh, I, I Sorry, you go. So we have... Um, I'm excited. I want to say Kilgore, but that's... Um, <laughs> that's, David, that's David Tennant's character in, in Jessica Jones. Kil- oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't that also Michael a character B. from Ma- Killer Instinct? Possibly. On the N64. Um, Michael B. Jordan's character. Um, oh, how good is Michael B. Jordan in this? It's just amazing. And So we talked about how he is the one person that uh, Ryan Coogler, the writer-director, has worked with. And this guy is just phenomenal. Um he's great in this film he's, I mean we go, we go we go back to first seeing him in, in The Wire where he's this really skinny kid he if, is, if you like The Wire we have a podcast on The Wire <laughs> it's called The Wire Stripped just to put it in there again I'm but, very subtle with my segues <laughs> as, as you know but this guy is fucking massive and ripped and he has got an agenda which is kind of fair in a way um, well it's an interesting uh, it's a different point of view isn't it absolutely he's not, he's not your your run in the middle take over the world villain he's the He's representing the um, the people who've been subjugated yeah. all these years. It's the, and it's it's a ver- it's very interesting with the you know the context of Africa and its place in 
in history and he sees that as an injustice. He sees it as an injustice that Wakanda could have helped out a lot of suffering people and he's like pissed. That's, what, that's his and main... he's kind of right, yeah, yeah. in a way. If, it's, if, if, there, if there is one nation that could help everyone out, maybe, you know, America, listen up, um, that could help, <laughs> help everyone out, then why don't you do that? And that's his whole point. It's like, help people out. Um, and there's a, a lot there's of a lot and, and there is and there is a lot of um, you know not not so subtle nods to American politics. No. I, oh, I, would, yeah. I would say particularly at the at the very end when T'Challa is at the UN and he says you know we need to build bridges and uh, I, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. I love yeah. ideal, idealism. Um, did you? Oh, uh, I read in that scene the. Uh, the, apparently, there's a Welsh flag. Oh, right. Did you see? Do you see it, or you? Uh... I was looking out for it because because I'd, <laughs> I'd read this. There's a there's a there's a Welsh flag in the United Nations, which means that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Wales has succeeded. Wales is its own country from uh, the UK, <laughs> <laughs> which is good luck to Wales. Which is ironic because I think they were sort of they they were very pro Brexit in the uh, yes in the well, referendum, weren't they? I, well, I can't remember actually. I don't know why I said yes so vehemently. Um, Do you were sure of it? <laughs> um, so, this, the the fight scenes and the action scenes were well placed. They weren't protracted. They didn't seem overwrought. Nope. They didn't, and not, didn't get bored at any point in any of them. Um, and at the end was amazing. The one in the plains with that fucking, yeah. rhino- fucking rhinoceroses, <laughs> armored rhinoceri. I, that's so cool. Um, and just the the, the Daniel K- uh, Kaloa, Kaluuya. Um, like charging against his like uh, his love his love played by Michelle in a rhinoceros <laughs> it's like <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but it was great I loved all the stuff with the different tribes I loved the yeah. the, the, the fifth tribe who went to the mountains and they came and joined the, yeah they were kind of banished they banished themselves to the mountains but joined in when they were needed to yeah they're the equivalent of the uh the army that arrives at the last minute, the, uh, the Return of the King, uh, sort of ghost army. The, uh, <laughs> to come and help everything out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you just knew, like, oh no, we're not going to help. All right, see you, see you in the third act when you're well, needed that, most. That was the Chekhov's gun thing, like you say. You knew, because you knew, in the exposition at the start, they disappear off. You say, there's five, there's five tribes, one of them goes into the mountain. You knew you were going to see them again, because that's how these things work. Um, and they were good guys effectively they just wanted to keep themselves themselves and when they needed when we needed them when we needed them <laughs> when they needed them yeah when they needed them they came out and said yeah we're going to help you out and they did so magnificently I, uh, I loved when they first appeared in that the challenge yeah uh, that was great and, and that's what I mean what's what I said earlier about they, they set that up so that you know when it happens again later we're like oh shit we get it we know the we stakes know what's gonna happen, yeah. uh, and we also know that he's gonna lose because it kind of seemed a bit obvious I mean <laughs> I know, the, yeah. the, the structure of the movie is kind of a little uh, maybe by the numbers it's nothing we there is. haven't no, seen before there's still there's still lack of jeopardy because you know we knew he wasn't dead yeah exactly so <laughs> you don't unless you see a body <laughs> yeah Unless you see a dead body, he's not dead. Because and nobody dies in the Marvel Cinematic yeah, exactly. Universe. Except, apparently, Andy Serkis. <laughs> well, even he's probably film. not dead. We They'll don't probably know. just don't know invent, some, uh, invent some back-to-life potion in the next one. Well, they could just send him to Wakanda because that can cure a load of ailments, it seems. Um, so, overall, I thought it was a really good film. I just Maybe just lower your expectations a bit and just enjoy it in, in the same way... 
I didn't go with high expectations of Ant Man and came out and really enjoyed it. So I think that's the kind of angle yeah. to go in. The, the hype, the hype is is maybe uh, taking the edge off, uh, which is a shame. Yeah, because I think this is a, just a really solid. It is fun movie. It's fun, and and I, even though you mentioned like the the jokes, I think they weren't as. Uh, as strong as it, or as, as frequent as in other movies, but they felt like the gag rate was good. Yeah. I like, and it felt like, unlike Thor Ragnarok, there was jeopardy here. Like mm. I was kind of like, ah, like the the battles um, for for the throne. Even though you know how it's going to end, <laughs> it's like I was like, ah, it's like yeah, you were you were wincing and like it was pretty. And, I thought it was pretty brutal. It, it was. was quite violent. Um, what was the what was the war? What was the um, British film what was the warning they said at the start of the film on the certificate oh it was 12A and it said uh, mild gesture or something mild, like that. there was a, 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 an offensive gesture <laughs> which you know we love looking for uh, what, what the BBFC you're going to that's it BBFC I yeah. remember we had, we had great fun actually in Fifty Shades uh, Freed actually looking for looking for all the, the what the BBFC had warned us about um, but yeah there was, there was a there was a flipping the bird moment Watch out if you're sensitive. Uh, so, so yeah. I know anything else. Uh, anything no, else definitely go and watch it, guys. Um, okay, I should say I don't want to. I don't want a full ranking, but where does it sit in the top, middle, oh. or bottom of, of the of the cinematic universe as it stands for you? I should have seen this question coming. I haven't thought <laughs> about this. I mean, uh, there's so many of them now. It's hard. To, yeah, it's hard to even. That's why I'm not trying to say <laughs> yeah. like number position, but where is it in the top? third middle third or like bottom third yeah it's up top top third for me I think cool I just had a, I just thought it was like you, you know you said it before we went in um, this is the, this is something we haven't seen before no you know oh, and it totally I, isn't I thought the movie was filled with stuff like that when yeah. we first see Wakanda and it filled the IMAX screen mm. I was just like Boom. look darting all over like oh look at that look looks, at that it, it looks like, it looks fantastic absolutely it looks amazing and it looks so good and the uh, the costume designs oh, yeah. were classed and they were like clearly rooted in like African in, in loads of different African, African influences and, yeah. oh. I thought it was just like it was just a, it was just fun it was, and it was just like classic um, uh, Shakespearean royal sort of uh, <laughs> brothers throne, and sisters yeah. and cousins and like it's yeah. just great fun uh, I think it would be, it'd, it'd be top third for me maybe not the top of the top what's top of the top for you I, I think Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to think. I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Yeah, you're probably like, right. I think from the first frame of Guardians, when he kicks that that swamp rat thing and starts singing it, singing into it yeah. like a microphone, <laughs> I was like completely sold into it. I mean, the soundtrack uh, does a lot of the it, work it does, in that movie. Yeah. But we should say about the soundtrack here, which is brilliant. Yes, so I, good. I don't know much about Kendrick Lamar. I'm too old for his <laughs> his hip hop. I'm a hip hop and He's indie hip-hop. kid. Uh, but Kendrick Lamar and Drake, I don't know anything about. But just the it was a mix of lots of traditional African beats and rhythms and drumming with hip hop beats and stuff like that and it just worked seamlessly with the old style um, traditional like garments and drums and stuff like that with the ultra ultra high tech technology (laughs) yeah there was a which well I mean which perfectly represents the the movie's theme yeah absolutely and it was just pumping like it was it was it it was really great kept everything going like boom boom and uh, there were some lovely little um, or a sc- uh, orchestral moments in the uh, when he visits the spiritual world. Yes, um, and talks to his dad. There yes, were some yeah. lovely little themes in there. I should. I need to. I'm sure this will be on Spotify. I'll, I'll probably check it out tomorrow and um, absorb it a bit more. It's definitely one of the stronger. Um, 
yeah. soundtracks. Marvel is not really known for that. Apart from no. when they do the needle drop soundtrack with Iron Man and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the the score tends to kind of play second fiddle. It's a bit generic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Often. Um, back to, uh, quickly back to Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Because you know, the Marvel uh, <coughs> movies kind of uh, have a bit of a a bad track record for villains I think for the most part they tend to be mostly forgettable or one note or just like Thanos just like he's not there yet or or he's just or well it's just like he's just evil that's it so apart from Loki it's most people's favourite villain well Loki's probably yeah Loki is probably the best villain but he's he's kind of on the comedic side he's enjoyable like it's all about Tom Hiddleston's performance but Michael B. Jordan brought a real humanity to it absolutely yeah and their tragedy uh, and this, the last scene uh, where he gets the sunset like was just as promised by his dad oh that was that got me it, <laughs> it reminded me um, a bit of the Lion King in, in ways because the scenery is so and I was thinking actually um, this is how the real quote unquote photorealistic Lion King will look when it comes <laughs> yeah. out yeah, um, good point. But it, you know that kind of sunset um, when Simba and his dad are looking out into into the into the vista. It reminded me of that kind of scene where there's a connection, but you knew there's going to be a separation, and um, it was great. Yeah, and the, and the Lion King has a lot of the similar themes as well. You know, yeah. it's all about the, like royalty and monarchy and yeah. looking after the people and all that. Anyway, I know if Kathy were here, she would be telling me to shut up by now. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so I tend to ramp in. So uh, how, can we find, how can we find you on Twitter, uh, Dave? Oh, thanks, Covey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should host a podcast together. We should do, yeah. um, I'm on, uh, I'm not me, I'm the cinema, we're on the Cinemile, yeah. uh, at the Cinemile, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, head there and uh, ask Kathy what she, uh, what she thought of the movie. I think she's going to like it. Yeah, I think, well, yes. And I think... People will like this more than other Marvel films, even though I'm not as high up in it as I thought I would be. I think there'll be very few people that are upset about this film. Not upset. It's very self-contained, yes, isn't it? Yes, it you is. Could yeah. Just go in there without knowing any of it. You know, that's it. Um, although one thing that annoyed me was a couple behind who seemed to have a full-on conversation. Uh, oh, but you called them out on it. I did. Which I was I like, enjoyed. "Fuck's sake, shut up!" Because I don't mind the odd like, "Who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" kind of thing. But they just seem to be like, "Oh, so what should we have for dinner tonight?" doesn't matter what they were saying they were talking fairly loudly yeah. um, throughout so you were right to call them on it and I was just a kind of wimply, wimpy coward <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I kind of just nodded uh, yeah uh-huh. uh huh <laughs> you better believe um, so yeah and uh, if you uh, if you wouldn't mind heading to uh, our iTunes page uh, or you can find us on Acast or wherever you listen to your podcast and yep. hitting us a quick subscribe um, and Kobe where can people find more of your work um, follow got another podcast would you believe um, you can't just have one podcast it seems um, <laughs> so Flix Watcher uh, I spelled it in Netflix just type in Flix Watcher into Google you'll find us go to iTunes enjoy and listen out for Dave and Kathy. They came on to an early episode. Yeah, um, we've been on uh, twice. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, we did Woody Allen, and we did a uh, terrible sci-fi <laughs> Netflix thing called Arc. Called Arc with a yeah. Q. Um, so yeah, join us there, guys, and um, we hope to hear from you soon. And we're at the Wire Strip. We'll do one last plug. The Wire Strip. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kobe. Thanks for coming out. No worries. As always. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Bye. I waited my entire life for this. 
the world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.